folks, welcome back to another podcast. I am Skua. I am here right now with a good friend of mine, Sandy Power. How are you doing, my friend? I'm doing well, thanks. All good. Thank you. Awesome. And I haven't seen you for a while. I think the last time I've seen you was at a house party um, in good old Dunfermline land, if you remember that. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I... Good night. I think it was Sean's birthday. Yes. Possibly. Like that. Yes, yes. One of the band members of a uh, Cornfield Chase was the band that Sandy's part of. I was his. Uh, I've missed a lot of house parties that Sean put on before, and it was the first one I ever got to. So I enjoyed my time there. It was good. Aye, it was good fun. Definitely, man. Definitely. So we've got you on to talk about the. Well, we've got new music coming out, so we can get into that uh, in a few minutes. Uh, if we start off though, we'll talk about like. A bit about your background, Sandy. So, where did you, where did you, where did you come from, man? Uh, so, I was born in Dumfries, but I've kind of no memory of Dumfries at all because I moved up when I was like one. Right. So, I've kind of grown up in Kirkcaldy. Um. So, yeah, just went to school in Kirkcaldy, stayed there most of my life, moved to Dunfermline a few years ago now. Not, not not too many years ago, really, just two or three, um, and yeah, enjoying getting a nice view of the fourth behind behind this. <laughs> devil, man, devil. Yeah. Did you? So um, were you sorry? were you like one of these people that like were not interested in music at school, but later got into it, or were you like heavy into that stuff? So I was always into music, uh, kind of my folks and my sister used to play a lot of music in the house and my sister played my sister played a bit of music at school um, and then I got the opportunity to learn cello at primary school um, then self-taught guitar for a few years until I got to high school and got it as part of like standard grade music um, at school and ended up to hire uh, I was doing advanced hire but I left school before I finished the course um, and then eventually, a few years after I left school, went to college to do music as well. Right. Um, so that's kind of was fairly young when I started playing music as well. But um, I always been kind of like listening to music and that sort of thing. Right. So can we go back to the cello thing? Because I th- I remember at high school, uh, sorry, primary school when I was there, uh, we started to learn recorder. Mm-hmm. So it was this, <laughs> but what happened was it was the recorder, and then if you were good at the recorder, you got to do cello, which is a completely different instrument. I don't know why. I think it, <laughs> it just showed like like some sort of like if you showed some some sort of musical talent, they were like, "Fuck it, we'll get into something like extremely different. We'll just push into that." I think it was similar with us. Mm. Um, I can't remember when we started learning the recorder. But I think that was quite early. Right. Or maybe like the middle of primary school. Mm-hmm. I can't remember exactly when it, we started doing that, but I think we got some kind of musical aptitude style test where you had to answer questions about it was just rhythm and is this note higher or louder or what, what have you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think from that, they then were like, we're doing these instruments. Um, I think because my sister played cello. I got uh, lumped to cello rather than violin, which maybe was a blessing rather than a curse. Right. Uh, 
But, uh, yeah, so I think because obviously the music teachers were the same at my primary school and my high school, my sister's a bit older than me and the fact that she already played cello might have played a part in me playing the cello rather than any other instrument. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it, I think I think they did woodwind instruments as well, but it's I seem to remember just a lot of years getting put into we like try try out some things with the string orchestra shooter. Oh. Uh, so, so I don't think everyone ended up playing a string instrument, but it was like that was the next step was to go and do stuff with the actual instrumental folk. Right, right. Uh, I, I so eventually, like, oh. years played string instruments. Mm-hmm. I think the only school I visited in Kirkcaldy is KHS. Was that the school you were at? Uh huh. I done like DJ workshops, uh, workshops and shit. I, I was at Bulwiri, so I was at the one that thinks it's a bit posh. Like, <laughs> oh, is, that, is that the posher version of that? <laughs> no, well, I don't know. Um, they always used to go on about exam results and how we were like. It was Bulwiri was the mo- was a uh, slightly more folk went to Bulwiri because it was right. all the folk from Burnt Island and Kinghorn and Ofterstool and all these places went to Bulwiri as well. Uh, so it's quite a big. I think I think through that obviously they had a big push for us to do well in exams, which kind of bugged me a wee bit. But it was a, <laughs> it was it was a, a good school aside from the kind of like incessant. We, we must do well in the exam. Oh, yeah. I just remember mm-hmm. visiting KHS and I thought they'd. Again, I'm from like Buckingham High School, so <laughs> to see Aye. a musical department that actually had stuff in it was uh, pretty impressive to me uh, when I first went there. And to, to like, take on DJ workshops and shit, which, which would have been something that would have interested me like, at the school, because I, I was never interested in music at the school. Uh, but I, I, uh, I think there was a guy called Gavin Maurice was a really good bass guitar player uh, and he was in a band with one of my mates Mark uh, who was at my high school um, and he was that Gavin he was through KHS I think he might have I think he was in like I don't know if he was like head boy or something at one point and he was in the musicals and stuff so he was quite active in all the like music stuff as well mm-hmm. at the school um, but uh, I, he was a really good bass guitar player and I don't think I think he just Stopped at one point. I don't know if he's ever picked up again. But uh, they they had a wee band called Jester, with a drummer for Bulwiri as well, right. and they were quite good. And I looked up to them a wee bit because they were like three years older than me or something like that. Mm. So when did you start getting into sort of like uh, putting a band together and stuff like that? Or have you? Because you do solo work as well, don't you? Ah uh, yeah. So the first band I was in was with Kami. <laughs> oh, Cammy uh, Minkrap. Um, <laughs> I got a row for calling him. I got a row for calling him Ian the other day. I got a row for calling him Ian all the time as well. He does the same with me. <laughs> right. Although we're doing it right I now. Him, <laughs> I called I called Cammy Ian on Messenger and they called me Alexander in return. So, <laughs> um, so I it was me Cammy um, and. My mate Martin and my mate Willie, uh, not Willie, it was Paul that was in that band. Um, And that was the kind of first band I was in. And then that ended a couple of years down the line. Well, well, let's talk talk about that first. What what kind of music were you doing in that that band? 
Because that seems like a fuckabout so that, band sort of thing with Ian in it and such, yeah. So it was obviously Ian was always into his kind of rap and stuff. Oh. But uh, we were all, all kind of into rock stuff as well. So it was kind of a little bit kind of offspringy, kind of that kind of punk style where a bit. It was kind of like had rap and rock together. So it was. was we did kind of Linkin Park covers and stuff like that, nice. but it wasn't quite as serious sounding as that. I mean, some of them were a bit serious, but most of them we had uh, we had a song called "Naked in Public," which is a swing swing beat, right. <laughs> <laughs> and then had uh, we had another couple. We had some kind of punky ones as well as the kind of heavier ones, um, and then we had one called "It's Only Rock and Roll," which is a big like. Uh, Rage Against the Machine style kind of building it um, and then um, yeah so it was kind of Ian Ian kind of sang a wee bit but there was a bit of kind of rap vocals as well and then I sang the kind of backing mm-hmm. um, so it was, it was quite good I quite enjoyed it um, at the time it was just the kind of stuff you want to make when you're young yeah good so what happened? So when did you start to find your sound? Because you've got a, a different sound for a lot of people. Could you explain, like, sort of where that came came about? Uh, like, like, do you know when you found your sound in particular? Um, I think I'm just it's just kind of things I've listened to as I've grown older. Yeah. Um, I think I okay, can't. I kind of benefited a lot from studying music and I kind of learned a lot of jazzy kind of chords um, but also a lot of kind of stuff I listened to I listened to a lot in Nirvana when I was younger and then a lot of Radiohead and Manic Street Preachers um, and I think a lot of the stuff I listened to obviously was also the first kind of stuff I did with Cordfield Chase the band I'm in just now Mm-hmm. Um, started off as like things that I would just play an acoustic guitar, so that kind of comes across in the recording. And then things we're doing now are more like I kind of would imagine that I'd want things to sound as a band. Um, not that the other elements kind of seeped in before, but because I've come to them, maybe jamming some of them as a band. Um, yeah. It's turned out a bit more like things I would want them to sound like. Um, kind of being a bit older, like from a teenager, I listened to Muse a lot, and then Jeff Buckley as I kind of was in my twenties and stuff. So, yeah. um, all those things have kind of influenced me, and then I've kind of made more music out of it. Mm-hmm. I wanted to talk about your uh, uh, the, the first time I sort of seen your recording process was uh, when I was. So doing some stuff with Sean Evans, obviously at Blue Coast Studios, and you booked mm-hmm. me. You booked me to record a documentary, which went all completely wrong because we had fucking terrible lightning there, and I never thought to bring <laughs> lightning with me. So we fucked that up completely. But hey, uh, the recording process—you were really. <laughs> How can I say this? We were there for a long time. As the best Aye. way I could put it, you were really persistent. On, th- on shit that I thought there was like 
was absolutely fine. But you must have noticed like Aye. tiny wee things that were niggling at you for fucking a long time, and you could see it in your eyes a lot of the. Time. <laughs> so that, that that was that was it was great to watch watch a fucking perfectionist at work. I think I've improved in that sense when uh, we were recording our most recent single. Um, I think at that point, um, because it was the kind of first thing I'd done with that band when you were there. Um, mm-hmm. So, like in terms of my performance, I wasn't quite confident on it, and then also just like, I just really wanted that to be great, and everything yeah. like as as could be. Um, whereas I'm probably a bit more relaxed now. Um, and I think the fact I've kind of got a settled band line up now, and we've kind of been playing the tracks for longer and stuff, mm-hmm. um, it's been a bit easier to kind of relax a bit as well. Um, but I'm, I'm kind of more confident in my own abilities as well. Um, so, thankfully, that's it's not quite so serious now. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I do. Re- I do remember. I do remember kind of like a million vocal takes because um, we did like backing vocals on virtually every track as well. So it was yeah. just like, um, I'm sure Sean's quite pleased that he's not behind the mix and desk anymore for <laughs> that ele- element of it anyway. But uh, no, no, it was kind of. Um, I was quite surprised um, when I was recording the new single because I am um, I was very aware that at that recording session you were at that there was like a lot of vocal takes mm-hmm. um, and then funnily enough the, the guitar proved to be the problem we uh, rise again we were I think because we'd been at it for most of the day before we got to my guitar um, mm-hmm. Sean's guitar was all um, but then I think it was just me and for mo- the most part it was me and Rob. Sco- I think Scooby was still kicking about at this point. Um, and we were, trying, <laughs> we were trying to get the right guitar tone um, on, they had the Marshall stat, their half stat and Rob was getting that kind of, oh I'm not quite happy with it. With. Um, but then when it came to vocals I was just like he wanted a few takes anyway so it was like maybe like two good takes on each part of the song, mm-hmm. like verse, chorus, verse, chorus, outro, and that was it. So it was, uh, and then a couple of overdubs. So it was really, really easy in that respect. So hopefully okay. it continues that. But I think it will be, because I'm, I'm a, bit, a bit older and more relaxed now. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, again, I, I was, it was great to watch as well, just seeing somebody like really persistent and just like double checking everything mm-hmm. and fucking, because you, you any other recordings I've been to? It's, again, I've been to a lot of like rap recordings, which is people just doing shit in one take, and being really happy with it, mm-hmm. uh, seemingly. <laughs> but they're just sort of moved uh-huh. on. It's better. It's, it's better to get it kind of right at source, and then instead of discovering later like, down the line that you're like not happy, and then you have to go back and. Mm-hmm. Aye. So it's it's better to be a wee bit of a wee bit anal with it to start off with <laughs> <laughs> right well, let's go back so uh, your first band was with Kamehameha and uh, mm-hmm. so your second band would, it, would that have still been high school you'd have been at second band uh, so I was in while I was in that band I forgot I was in another wee band with my mates Robin and Willie right. that was more kind of Robin's I, I sang and played bass in that, but it was kind of, I imagine it was Robin's kind of 
projects really um, until he started singing a bit more. But then after that, after those had both ended, um, so give you a background on Robin's band, it was like kind of Muse and Offspring were the kind of things we used to cover. It was mostly covers we'd done with them, but we did do, I think we did an original or two. Um, he's actually, he does, uh, he's in a wedding band now and they do really well. I think they're particularly glad Glasgow based, are called The Socials. Um, and he's like, his singing is amazing. Um, he's the kind of band leader for them. I uh, saw so a video recently that they did. That was the kind of other band I was in when I was kind of younger at high school. And then um, start, uh, started a band with Martin, who'd been the bass player in Tammy and I's band mm. called Beat Beat Ping, which is one of my favourite band names I've <laughs> been in. <laughs> and that was kind of electronic stuff. So that was me, Martin, and then Willie, who was the drummer in uh, the band I had with the mate Robin I mentioned. Huh. And it was kind of they used to have a like a was it a Juno Juno sixty or something or a Juno O six, just like an old synthesizer that they had at Kirkcaldy YMCA at that point. Mm. So Martin played that. I had a wee keyboard from home. It used to be my sister's, um, and then Willie played drums, and then we added a wee bit. I think Martin played bass, guitar sometimes, um, and also guitar. But I was mostly on the keyboard, and I sang, uh, and I really, I really enjoyed that band, because um, it was a wee bit different. Because most of the kind of bands that were playing that were around at that time at our age were either big in a Blink One Eight Two or Metallica, yeah. um, or punk or metal essentially. Mm-hmm. And so we just kind of, although it was electronic, we did kind of little percussive elements um, and we had bits of kind of Martin wanted, Martin listened to Mogwai a lot so there was like post-rock guitar in some of the tracks we uh, we actually the two of the tracks we did I then recreated without vocals um, as my kind of electronic project I do now Critical Mass mm-hmm. um, so the first kind of release that I had out as Critical Mass like a year or two ago actually has me and the two of them on the front cover, although they're not part of Critical Mass, it's just me. Um, so I was like, you know what, these are, it was like a band thing that we'd done with these songs, so I'll get them on the cover as well. So I got Cami's uh, girlfriend Shona to do that for that. Nice. It's got the flower, it's got the Hutchinson's flower mill in the background <laughs> and, uh, down on the uh, the past in Kirkcaldy so uh, that was quite interesting to see because it's like me with a beard but then the images I'd given of the other two were like from when we were in that band so it's like they're <laughs> really young and fresh face <laughs> and I'm like this 30 odd year old with like a goatee um, and it was, it was <laughs> interesting to see um, and I was so it was, that's all quite futuristic looking Um so I was quite pleased with how that turned out because we never really had any recordings with that band. So I was quite keen to have something out there to remember it by. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So that was the kind of last band I was in at high school. Um, and then it wasn't really till I was at college and stuff that I was in bands again. 
and I just yeah I didn't do a lot musically I went to like open mics and stuff and then Martin who was in both those kind of couple of bands that I'd been in uh, he had played drums for a band for him but then left mm. and then he asked me to come and play cello in the band which is the band that I had probably been in longest mm. and probably still this day is the band that I've been in the longest um, and that included Stephen who's now the drummer in Cornfield Chase right. and that band was quite um, it was like mostly it was pretty much all instrumental uh, and I was playing cello and then laterally electric cello through effects pedals and stuff mm-hmm. and then we had a couple of guitar players and a bass player um, guitar players kind of chopped and changed quite a lot but it was mostly um, Matthew, I mean, Matthew on bass and Stephen on drums and uh, it started off with Scott on guitar but then we had Matty and Doug and various other people involved with uh, Eno on violin for a while so that was kind of changed throughout the years that one but I think it was about 8 years we were in that band um, officially and we had a couple of EPs and played lot of interesting shows um, so yeah that one was that one was fun as well and then I was in a band around about that time at college called Marmion is some Duke or General or something related to Edinburgh that I found in a little booklet in Waverley train station because right. um, I went to college in Edinburgh so we called it Marmion and that was one of the most fun bands I've ever been in because it was kind of like busy stuff and funky stuff but it was all quite upbeat kind of rock stuff and because it was a college project and we were all studying music performance at the time it was all really good musicians uh, so it, it was it was a really fun band to play in and um, started off we were doing a kind of group project where all the different it was just to show that we could organize a project mm. and our one was based around recording but then we realized that within the group each of us played or could play a different instrument so we had three guitar players myself included but I could sing so I was then the vocalist then we had a drummer and a bass player so it just made sense to record ourselves so we went and wrote some songs together and wrote a couple of EPs mm-hmm. um, and our second one which has got an amazing artwork by my friend Connor who I'm still friends with and occasionally work with musically and um it's called In the Black Hole, but it was just after Interstellar came out. And I was trying to explain, like, this concept of sp- spaghettification if you get sucked into a black hole, or so they think. Mm. Uh, so then he had this picture of this hand going into a meat grinder and coming out like spaghetti with eyeballs and things. <laughs> <laughs> so it was a brilliant artwork. And I think our guitarist, who now lives in Spain, because he was Spanish, um, he he got the original artwork because it was just scanned. It was just like a, a was it felt tip? Or it was maybe paint and it was, it was just, just, I think he got the original and uh, it obviously got scanned so we could put it online and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but Connor does amazing gig posters as well, as well as his own music. Um, he's like, uh, he wears a paper bag on his head. <laughs> he's called <laughs> Cod O'Donnell. Because his nickname was Cod, because that was his initials. Um, <laughs> but he's good. He's great. He's from Dunbar. 
you should check out his. He's got loads of stuff on Bandcamp and that. Mm-hmm. He's good. Um, but yeah, I think beyond that, we're just kind of getting up towards Cornfield Chase, which I'm still doing. So yeah, can I ask you as well? What um, uh, did did you start off at a the Glenrothes um, music course, or did you just go straight to Edinburgh? Uh, so I, I didn't do a music course at Glenrothes, but I went to do a media course, uh, which was like a one year. Uh, I'd done a couple of short courses in Kirkcaldy and then I did a media course at the Stenton campus in Glenrothes when it was, I think it was just Kirkcaldy and Glenrothes and it was like Adam Smith College at that point. Mm-hmm. And then beyond that, I then applied to do the NC at what was Julianesque at the time, and it, which is the music course. And then Julianesque shortly became Edinburgh College when it joined up with Stevenson and mm. uh, I mind, there's probably another college or two involved uh, and then for my HND I was still at that same campus and I did I'd switched from guitar performance at that point to then doing composition for my degree so I did uh, a third year at Site Hill which was essentially Stevenson's campus um, and then they changed the course uh, because you could go up to Aberté to finish your course, but then they started doing a different course, which was more like an English degree. So it was like a third and fourth year in one year, essentially. Yeah. Um, so it was like a third year with honours. And that was a course written by Kingston University in London, but they taught it at Edinburgh College as well. So I just decided to stay because I was really happy with the situation there. Mm. I did get the option to Dundee if I'd wanted um, but it just made more sense for me to stay at Edinburgh. So, um, I so it was pretty much Glenrothes for a year, then went to Julianesque, uh, and then ended up at what was Stevenson, but as Edinburgh College. Right, awesome man, awesome. So, Cornfield Chase, right now you've got a new single out. Uh, tell yeah. us about it, man. Tell us um, about it. So, we obviously been touring our EP and stuff a little bit towards the end of 2019 and then we had a cash show or two at the start of 2020 but then obviously everything happened to COVID so we're kind of sitting on a few tracks for a long time and then we, uh, our, our uh, drummer at the time Jordan uh, just before COVID had decided that he couldn't commit to the band for now anyway um, so after that, we were jamming with mate Aaron on drums for a couple of times, uh, but he, he got a job elsewhere. So we eventually um, asked Stephen, who'd been in my previous band, Our Smallest Adventures, and he joined the band, and it was it was really good for our sound, I think, because we were really needing that kind of heavier, rock, rockier sound, and... It's impossible not to be Stephen because his symbols are about half the width in this room. Like, <laughs> it's like, it's like huge symbols and a big hard hitting kind of drummer. Um, so we had to kind of match that. Uh, but a lot of our songs were kind of building up to that anyway, I felt. So one of the song we've recorded uh, and has come out as a single is called Rise Again. And it's kind of one of the funkier ones. 
Um, it was kind of inspired. I went to see my cousin's husband's band at Bannerman's in Edinburgh. He's a drummer, but I was kind of focusing on uh, Doug, their guitar player, mm-hmm. um, and the way he, it was like, he kind of played kind of power chords at the bottom of the guitar, but then he had these like added notes on top, uh, but they weren't very jazzy, they were just very kind of metally sounding. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like, went home and was like, oh, I'm going to try and do something like that. But when I did that, it just came out as a really kind of funky riff, which is what you would now hear in the verse. Um, and then I kind of just built a song around the little riff that I'd created um, and then brought it to the band. I think we, we started playing it end of 2019, uh, but obviously we've only had the chance to record it this year. Yeah. So at least we went into EFR uh, and Kirkcaldy, which is our mates. Uh, it's currently Eck and Rob that are in there. And we... Uh, had a good time. We just did it all in one day, um, recording-wise. Um, I think that initially we thought of doing two songs, but uh, Stephen wasn't available one of the days that we had intended on recording, so we just decided to focus on the one song and stress a little less. So we, we just did that one song, and because we'd pretty much done all the guitars, like, in a couple of hours to spare, so... Um, just decided to do all the vocals as well because uh, there wasn't too many to do because it was just one song and there weren't backing vocals. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we did uh, we recorded there and then subsequent to that we've obviously released it digitally. We did a video with um, Steed or Beans or Robbie or whatever you want to call him. <laughs> <laughs> so our mate Robbie Davidson um, we've done a music video with him which conveniently um, we kind of delayed the launch a little bit um, to the 7th of May right. and the video was finished for that morning pretty much or the night before we decided to just put the video out on the morning of the launch gig which we had at the King's Live Lounge in Kirkcaldy mm-hmm. um, so uh, that kind of coincided quite well the gig uh, so if anyone listening hasn't heard of the venue it's situated in the building that used to be the YWCA um, on the prom there. The Behind that, obviously, was the cinema when I was younger. But before that, I think, years and years ago, it was a theatre. Yeah. And it was, uh, I forget, it's like the oldest King Theatre in Scotland or something like that. Um, so they were, they were obviously trying to build that building on the high street back into a 2000-seat theatre. Mm-hmm. So their first step in that is using the building on the prom, uh, which is now called the live lounge, and to kind of generating a bit of uh, custom and fund and interest, so that they can then kind of use that as a platform to do up the King's Theatre again. Because mm-hmm. I think there's obviously because it's been left for so long, there's a lot to do to get it back up to previous standard. Mm-hmm. Um, but the night was really good. I was I was worried about turnout because I think since obviously post COVID and stuff, people have been a bit more plus with the money situation there. I've people yeah. have been a bit more reluctant to get out at times. Um, so we didn't have a lot of early ticket sales, so I was kind of like worrying about it a wee bit. But then it turned out actually being 
fairly busy, so it was good and got a lot of nice kind of feedback from people who were there. Um, the bands we had on um, were good as well. We had um, <clears throat> Stephen's other band with Martin, who was in those bands that I mentioned previously. Mm-hmm. They were up first. Um, and then we had a band from Leith called Edinburgh and the Sunset. Uh, Edinburgh and the Sunset. A band from Leith, Edinburgh, called Felix and the Sunset. Um, <laughs> um, they're a trio. They just played as a two-piece, so it's a drummer and the guitar player who's actually called Felix, which is why they're called that. Um, so they were kind of more psychedelic blues, kind of garage rock. Um, so it was a nice mixture of music to build up to our set and then yeah we just had fun sold the last of our band t-shirts so now we're like figuring out what we're doing for merch over the next few while to make some <laughs> money towards our next, our next recording beautiful man so yeah, it was good it was good i was i was a bit kind of because it's a, a decent enough size venue, I was like, oh, well, it's quiet. But it was, it was a good mm. night. People enjoyed themselves, and it wasn't too, it was pretty busy, so it was good. But that's, your worries about people no going out is, are not un, unmerited. Uh, just with the DJing and mm-hmm. stuff, I've noticed there's a lot of people that are just fucking perfectly willing to sit in the house. Because a lot of pubs Aye. and clubs are fucking like, we knew this before, pubs and clubs were expensive to go to, go to anyway. But I think people mm-hmm. have like slowly started to just be like, actually, fuck it, we've been in the house for about two and a half years. We could, we could handle it like a wee bit longer, but that uh, has affected the entire fucking uh, music industry. It's getting out of habit, isn't it? Because everyone was used to just going out and going to the pub or whatever, but it's mm. kind of getting back because you've just been used to staying at home a bit more and yeah. doing other things, so... Uh, it's just taken a bit of time to remind yourself about what it's been like previously. Go <laughs> um, back to the good old days, man. Sound <laughs> <laughs> like a total old part. In my day, we used to go to the music venues and not worry about hand sanitizer. <laughs> <laughs> I've, actually been, I've actually been worried over the past few years how, like, how much old shit I've seen because I, I keep moaning about like. Uh, how old music is shit, and uh, no, sorry, sorry. How old the how old the new music is shit, and uh, oh, that's it's been fucking terrible. I kind of hate myself sometimes when I hear it coming out. It's horrible. I know what you mean. There is some new music that's shit, but there's good stuff. As it's, well. spe- it's specifically <laughs> rap music. I'm, I'm concentrating on here, like the drill stuff and ah, shit. That's, yeah. that's the kind Aye. of stuff I hate. So, and I hate them yeah. proudly sometimes. So. It's good. <laughs> But anyway, enough of me. <laughs> what we'll do is, um, again, thanks for joining us, Sunday. That's been much appreciated. It's been good to have a wee chat with you. Definitely, man. Definitely. You know, see you a wee bit as well. It's on a screen. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> man. Um, we, oh. should, we should definitely. I should find out what you're what you're up to at some point and. I think I will try and source someone out, man. I've not seen Sean for a long time either, and again, it was just through. Covid and all that kind of shitty situation. Just people, we've just lost people. Uh, we'll, we'll, I'll let them know that you're that you're giving them a wee shout for a definitely, or something. definitely, we'll definitely. Because remember um, when they had the 
studio before, the Blue Crew Studios, that guy had mm-hmm. had like the had his garden open for him to do like wee gigs and stuff like that. That had been cool to sort of get back into that. And I, I don't know if it's still available uh, yet or. Uh, well, Sean's not there anymore, obviously. But well, that's I it. Think- I. I think, he, I think he tried it once, but it just rained. <laughs> <laughs> aye, aye, totally. Aye. Like, um, so I... I remember that. Well, uh, right. we, we did... Uh, we were thinking about doing like the outdoor things um, last year, but we mm. um, ended up just going to see Mark and Dovin that do their stuff, um, and then we got <laughs> around to it ourselves. But... Um, Aye, it's getting summer. We could get something on the go. That's it. Definitely up for that, man. Definitely up for that. Right, well, what we'll do, Sandy, we'll let you go. Um, are you one to introduce the song? We'll, uh, we'll, uh, aye. If you introduce the song we're going to play out with, and I think we'll end it there. We'll... And so, this is Sandy Power, from Cornfield Chase, um, and this is our new single, Rise Again.
Rising 